It's Tempo Waffle Time! Welcome to Teffel Waffle. Where we occasionally get together and waffle about Teffel. Yeah, the, the premise of this podcast, for those of you who are new, is that we would normally talk about teaching. So we're talking about teaching in the way that we normally talk about it, but yeah. with a microphone. Yes, because we're both t- two very boring people. So super nerdy. Okay, so uh, where I where I live, I'm fortunate that I can take this, these cool little shortcuts down these tiny little narrow alleys. They're... they're mm just wide enough for two motorbikes if they're parked to squeeze past each other and there's a kid who lives at one end so i cut through there to do my school run in the morning and in the afternoon and to go shopping and i always see this this kid and i've been seeing this kid since he was three let's say and he's the happiest kid you know you know some kids are just happy kids He always smiles, he waves, he says hello, I wave at him. And he lives with his grandmother and grandfather. And and they're around and he's around and he plays outside. And occasionally I see him with his mother. And his mother's not happy-go-lucky. His mother, in fact, is the bizarro him. She's dour and always looks like she's just been ripped off and eaten something bad and so this is this is a case study of the fact that happiness is not a genetic trait i would say very much so okay (laughs) so i see this happy happy kid Mm -hmm. and his unhappy unhappy mother Mm -hmm. and they're around and he's he plays that's what he does he plays sometimes he gets a little fishing line out and goes fishing in the clong and more often than not, no, he's just got his little fishing line out and he's waving it around in circles. But his mother is the only one that I see having him do homework. Mm. So, is this a, so this is a conversation about homework. I guess, I, I think it's about homework and kids well, and making kids do homework. I have very strong convictions about homework. Um, and uh, I, especially as language teachers. Yeah. Um, I, I think that I'm going to jump straight into the the opinionated okay. response here. Homework is a complete waste of time. Okay, that's um, fine. I mean, as a language teacher, first of all, what, what the hell are we going to get the students to do for homework? And then a, a lot of the course books are designed with the workbook, the yeah. black and white workbook. And the workbook's supposed to be something that the students can do alone yeah. as a piece of homework. Um, but I wonder... I've always wondered what exactly the students are learning from doing that kind of stuff. And um, I've uh, resisted over my 35 years of teaching the temptation to give homework because, okay. I mean, students can learn past tense verbs. Okay, that, that we can... Uh, uh, no, students can memorize. Okay, students can memorize past tense. Yes, good. Um, that, that needs to be done alone. And yeah. so therefore it could be homework. I don't know. I'd argue that it doesn't need to be done. Anything that you that you the only way to learn it is through memorization. Obviously, means it's useless knowledge because if it was useful, you wouldn't need to memorize it. Yeah. Okay. So, having said all that, now I, I want to just flip the coin and say, when I learn languages, mm-hmm. 
I, I generally do it alone. I sit with a book and I work through the book, learn stuff alone, which is homework, right? Yeah. And then I go out and I try it out on real people in the in the wild. Okay. So I don't believe in homework as a teacher, but I spend a lot of time learning languages alone and individually. And so I suppose what I believe in practice for, for my students is almost and the opposite of what I actually do myself when I'm learning a language. Okay, my... This is not a deeply held conviction or anything. It's just my trite, pat opinion towards homework, which is the kids who who do it are the kids who don't need it, and the kids who need it are the kids who don't do it. Yeah. And I'm, I'm using kid in the generic term of the student. Yeah. And uh, I think, on the whole, that's pretty much true. But I think I think just using kids as as for what they are, children who are studying at school are getting so much stuff to you know. There, we finished school when I was a kid. We finished school at half past one in the afternoon, so we had the whole day. And yes, we had an hour's worth of homework. Or, but um, these the the kids that I teach here, they're finished at half past five. Yeah. And then if we give them homework, that's another hour or hour and a half or. And then they're getting maths homework, science homework. Yes, um, this is the problem too. This is the problem. And I, I sort of think that an hour and a half for a teenager, an hour and a half for two hours of homework is enough. I'd say uh, more that, than that. That's, yeah. Um, so if you if the science teacher is given a half an hour of homework and the math teacher is given 15 minutes of homework and then all the other subjects have got homework, well, they're not going to prioritize English anyway. Um, okay, so let's take that part. Um, why aren't they prioritizing English? Well, English is not a priority subject in terms of GPAs and whatever yes. over here. So are you, you, it's your, your four core subjects, your your math, your science, some type of social studies, history. And or the local whatever. language or something. And like. yeah, your mother tongue. Yeah. And that's true just generically the world over. Yeah. When I was a kid, we studied French and I would have been caught dead doing French homework when I had more important things. More, I use scare quotes, scare quotes for more important, but more important because those were the things that decided whether we were going to go up or yeah. not. Okay, so we've got the first problem, which is it's not going to be prioritized. So the kids who do it are the, going to be the kids who can just dash it off quite quickly. Yeah. Uh, here's half an hour of homework. Well, I can do this in five minutes because this is easy. Bang, bang, bang. Yeah. One homework piece out of the way. Um, the kids who don't do it, it might be that they just don't do homework. Or it might be that, well, they got, it took them so long to do their math and their science and there, there are some kinds of homework which are worth giving students. Um, so if you're doing a lesson for tomorrow, if the lesson for tomorrow is, is family, yeah. getting students the night before to find a, fa- a family photograph and bring it into class. But that's not like homework homework. That's that's preparation homework. Yeah. And with with adults, uh, businessmen, I'm, I'm, I feel at ease to say, if, before you come to the next class, find an email that you think is is difficult to write and bring that because that gives the next lesson some reality i suppose but that's like pre-homework i don't know what the word is prep call it prep um and there are some students who if i say to them okay well we haven't finished this writing activity can you finish it and we'll look at it next time they will do it but i can't guarantee that they will so i don't plan that they will have done that um you can't plan around a student Remembering to bring a family picture and yeah, because if you do that, your your lesson's screwed anyway. Because you you there's going to be five that do and twenty five that don't, and uh, that's just the bits. 
Okay, now I have an, another, as a parent, I have an opinion towards homework, uh, which is, why are you giving my kid homework? Are you saying that you either, A, I'm looking at it in a generous way, you're not given enough class time to finish the work that you need to do it, or are you saying, B, uh, you're such a crappy teacher that you couldn't finish your lesson? Okay, well, it's, fun, it's funny you say that, because as a school owner, um, we get... The, the opposite. We get the whole, why does my kid have so little homework? Yeah. Um, and we've got these blanket statements that have been given to the teachers, not not by me, I have to just say up front, that you have to give homework every day. Yep. Um, and teachers hate it because like they're just yeah. scrounging the barrel to find stuff to give to students and to it's keep just them busy. busy work. Right. But if the students, if the kids don't have it, the, the parents think that the te- teachers haven't done their job properly because there isn't a follow-up. I can understand from the from the parents' perspective. Okay, I'm, I'm I've been taught something today at school, and now I'm going to go home and reinforce that by by uh, some I get sort that, of... but I think I think that's true in theory. But I think the reality is, from most parents, the homework is just okay. I can feel better about the fact that I'm sending my kid to this school with this teacher in this classroom. It's just some evidence that. Oh, yeah, my, my kid did something today. Look, look. I think I have a very, very different uh, understanding of how... Home- well, in, in the parents' defense, they're not trained as teachers. As teachers. They, they don't know the pedagogical yeah. foundations. So homework means something different to them than it does perhaps for, for me as a teacher. Um, so they look at homework as a way of, of justifying their decisions about the school. and yeah. But... When I had my kids when they were little and they came home and said, I've got homework, come and help me with it. I was like, man, I've got stuff to do. I don't want to sit and yeah. do your, you know, I mean, this is just, and then you've got to sit there and, and fight the temptation to just do it yourself because it's so much easier to. Um, so when, when I do homework with my kid, it works like this. Um, if it's English homework, I just, I just don't. I just go, can you write it? You can. Uh, well, never mind then. I'll let you get in trouble from your mother for not having finished it. If it's Thai homework, now I he's you know learning and practicing his his alphabet for want of a better word, uh, and he actually does end up learning a lot from it because I get to say to him, "Wait, what's this one? Is, is that one Tortahan?" And he goes, "No, Dad." Oh, so he teaches you, and so he ends up teaching me. And I'm like, "Can you show me how to write it?" Yes, you can. Uh, should I have to start at the there, not here? Yeah, and then I get a piece of paper and I, and I write, write, and then he goes, "Yeah, like that." I go, "Oh, okay, you can write then." Now, of course, that takes seven times as long as it would for him to just you know right. trace the letters over and over again. Yeah, well, but one he's of the things seven times more. Well, and there's also a bonding. Sure. Uh, there's a bonding moment there between you and him because there's there's like reverse teaching uh, he, and, and it's genuine interaction yeah I, I am saying to him wait I can't remember what that what that letter is called or I can't remember you know how to write that letter but there is an interesting thing here which is okay you as an English teacher are, are minoritizing deprioritizing the English homework because you don't you can see the worthlessness of it yeah but for a subject that you actually don't know, you're going, well, let's just, look, my kid can do this. And maybe that's what parents are doing. They, they get home, that the kid gets home and does homework, and the parents are going, wow, my kid knows all that. That's amazing, you know, because they don't necessarily know it themselves. So they're, they're 
It's a way for the parents to become impressed, maybe, with their kids. Yeah, sure. Now, the the issue here is that if I'm looking at my kid, it, I feel perfectly comfortable saying, don't, don't bother, man. You've, you've written that word ten times already. You don't have to do the other five. It doesn't have to be written fifteen times. You've already written it ten. Or in some cases, yeah, but, but you've that's, already written it three. Screw it. Yeah, but that's you. I mean, I know, I know pe- parents, friends of mine, who are hardcore with their kids. You, what, your teacher's only told you to write it 15 times? Well, I think you should do it 50. You know, the yeah. the, the reverse where the teacher's just not hardcore enough for, for the mother and yeah. she, she's like really hitting I, it hard. I also know other parents who go... Oh no, my kid didn't finish his homework. I'll quickly finish it off while <laughs> while he's taking a shower this this morning, so uh, I can give it to the teacher. Yeah, I mean the thing is that the the parents' relationship with the homework is actually more complicated than than the kid. The, well, and the teacher. I mean, okay, finish this for homework. You just rattle that off in the last ten seconds of the class. I, I was listening to a podcast by um, Jennifer Gonzalez from the Cult of Pedagogy podcast. Okay, and she in in that podcast she recommended that you never finish your class on time. You finish your class five minutes early. So you, you time your lesson yeah. so that you've got the last five minutes of the lesson as, a, as an empty block, basically. Okay. So you can do reviews or whatever during that time. But her argument is the kids are not listening to you at that time anyway. They're packing their bags and they're preparing yeah. for the next class. And So that's the time where you negotiate with your class about what homework they'd like to do what kind of things are feasible, how much time they have, what... Uh, so those fi- last five minutes are not an allocation of homework, but a negotiation of homework for the for the next day or for... Um, so we've been doing past tense verbs, what would you like to do, or how many of these verbs would you like to memorize, or... Um, it's funny, I've got a, a one particular class where I don't assign homework. Instead, what I do essentially is um, there adult well young they're teenagers they're last year of high school and the way that i give them quote unquote homework is by saying here's what we need to here's what we need to do today or actually it's okay listen up you know for 20 minutes while i explain all the material and go through the tasks and then i just say to that class and here's the four tasks that need to be completed today and whether they finish that in class or they finish it at home or they finish it in the first 30 minutes of class. I, I let that happen. And when I started doing that, I found it very unnerving because I'd have a couple of kids who go halfway through the class. It's a two-hour lesson, and halfway through they go, I'm done, teacher. And I go, uh, great job. But I had this feeling like, well, I have to give what them the extension task yeah, now. Right, yeah. And I have to give them their backup task, mm. and I have to give them their... So what do you do? I don't. I let it happen, and I, because they're the last year of high school, they've got other mounds of homework so and they, tasks. So and they go on and do other stuff then? Sometimes they don't. Sometimes they just chat and hang out with their friends. I mean, it's a very small class, and it's an elective class. I decide how I'm going to mark them and what I'm going to mark them on, and so I've got quite a bit of control and flexibility. But I still feel uncomfortable when I do it. But... but because I've adopted that, when I say to the students, all right, uh, you need to have that, that thing finished, they go, you know, there's always a couple of kids go, oh, oh, uh, yeah, hang on a second. And they, because they've just forgotten or brushed it off or whatever. The, that, your argument here is that 
you assign the work and if they finish it in class there's no homework and if they don't finish it in class there is homework yeah um just going back to quoting names and so on um i i i have these strong convictions about the uselessness of homework but i did read jacksey richards wrote something about homework and he he stated that there are certain mechanical things in language learning which are worth giving as homework because you want to use the class time for interactive stuff and um, practice tasks, certain kinds of practice tasks really don't need another person around. You just need the mechanical repetition to get to get it into your head. Um, and actually, you and I wrote a paper on, on how we tried, you tried to do the practice stage as, as homework. As homework only. Right. Yeah. So you do the presentation at the end of the class. Class one, you do the, the presentation. Homework is the practice stage. And then I did... I don't think it worked or it didn't look like it worked because obviously some of the students didn't do it. But the other thing is that there are some parts of practice, the mechanical practice, which do benefit from having another person around to check your answers. Yeah, and... but there's a lot of it that's just kind of busy work. Yeah, but the busy work is actually uh, potentially useful for language learners as well, especially for get beginners, maybe. Um, okay, let's take let's take something where you can't learn a rule for it. You're going to only memorize it. Um uh, like collocations, for example. Uh, why does it make your bed? Because historically, beds are a modern piece of furniture, and in the olden days, yeah. you had to make I, them. I have another. Yada, yada. Yeah, I have but another. Who cares? Example. The fact of the matter is, you you've got to, to memorize that the verb we use with bed is make. Well, and the I don't verb know. We use with this I, noun is this. I'm not sure about that. I mean, collocations. Collocations are best learned in context. And, yes. Um, but I have another example, which is stress patterns. So I can teach you the 10 rules of how stress works in okay. long words. Okay. Yeah. So rule number one, if it's a noun or, a, or an adjective and it's a two-syllable word, then it's on the first syllable. If it's a verb or a preposition and it's two syllables, then the stress is on the second and so on. These these are kind of like, they're not really rules, but they're rule kind of things. Yeah. If it's a word with a shin in, it's the syllable before shin, that kind of stuff. So you okay. teach them the 10 rules and then you give them a list of 150 words. Um, which match those 10 rules and they can go and identify where the stress falls at home. So you give them a word like um, cigarette and they can go home and figure out, oh, well, if it's a double letter, so it should be the syllable before the, the double letter or it should be three from the end. It's up to them. And then they can come back and check their words, work okay. with them. And that kind of stuff is time consuming because, okay, 150 words is too much, but, but you know what I mean. They can do that alone at home. If they remember. Now, now, I remember when I was a kid, I used to forget homework all the time. I was terrible. I, I was ludicrously bad at, at I, I would approach it one of three ways. Uh, one, just completely forget. Like, I, I've forgotten before I've even put it in my school bag. Yeah. Like, it's... I didn't even pay attention to yeah. the fact that you gave me homework. Just just stop on that point, because I remember there was a teacher once who had a homework diary, and we had to write in the homework, homework diary everything that we had to do for homework. This was her way to try to make everybody remember. But I'd forget to write it in the homework diary. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. There's that one. Um, there's the other one, which is forget about it until, you know, just before the class. And then the just copy before. Bob's. Uh, I... Generally, as a rule, I wouldn't copy Bob's. I would either half-ass it or just go, what's the teacher going to do? I'm in trouble. And just just know, just go to class with 
the knowledge that I'm going to be in trouble. We had a we had a we were in groups in primary school, and we had a girl in our group called Lauren, and she was she was sharp as nails. And I just used to copy her stuff. I'm sure she used to, she used to come into school going, "Steve's going to copy my homework." Um, <laughs> just knowing. Okay, the the third approach that I had to homework was not really forget about it, but kind of deliberately forget every time that I remembered. You know, I I go. I go. Oh, I've got to do that thing. Oh, never mind. I'll worry about it. I'll do it later. I'll do it tonight, or I'll do it in the morning, or I'll do it yeah, whatever, yeah. and then remember again later. And go, but I don't want to do it now, and deliberately forget again, because it was tedium. Mm. And I don't maybe I have such tedium. a negative response to to homework because as a kid, I I was the worst homeworker ever. My father used to do my homework for me, or I'd forget, or I'd copy Lawrence, or I mean, I was terrible. I was terrible as well, and. The only homework I liked were something that was kind of more project-based. Even that? I, I hated that. No, like, if, if it was something like, okay, you've got to find out 10 things about Japan alone. Can't be in the classroom. Man, these are things, this is before Wiki. No, How did you do that? This is generic. Uh, and then you've got to present those 10 things and you've got to have a poster for it. Oh, God. So... I'd be fine with everything until it got time for the poster. I'd be like, I don't want to make this piece of no, crap. No, no, no. I, I hated that. But I, I do. I was okay doing the work. But for the teacher, the poster was the the output, right? The That's output. what they wanted to see. Yeah. But I didn't care about the output. I hated <laughs> that part. So I'd end up with just some like wrinkled, water stained, you know, creased. Shame. I mean, nothing. you know, the teachers. I, looking back at my at myself, the teachers had to teach me. They must have pulled their hair out. Uh, I'm sure that some of them. Now would go. Steve is he? What? I, that I'm sure most of mine. Yeah, I, I had a couple of teachers who recognised that I was bored by their subject and gave me something else. Uh, I had I think one or two teachers who kind of went out of their way to do really good lessons that that were genuinely engaging. But I think most of my teachers looked at me and went. Oh man, I've got Troy a period four. <laughs> Troy and that, you, that group of guys. You are you are the the one that all the teachers were afraid. Of. I, I don't think it was me. I think it was just the general attitude of the group of oh, people in my class. Oh, I, I I think I was just a ghost. I I did nothing. I was really quiet. Um, I think that the teachers just thought, okay, well he's going to be one of those guys that just sort of blob through life and and then die kind of thing. All right, okay, a, so. I want to go back to the mum. Oh. So the grumpy mum. Oh, we're forcing, going full circle yeah, in this podcast. Forcing, forcing the kid to do homework. But you look at the kid, and the kid's not angry or upset or, or you know, any other negative emotion. The kid is doing the homework. And but but is, that, is that a sign of that kid just enjoying life and being happy doing anything that comes his way? I think it's part of it, but I think it's, it's also for the kid... The kid isn't seeing this as a chore, yeah, or a chore or a punishment or a you know. There's there's not that much weight behind it for the kid. For the kid, the fact that mum's sitting with him while he does his homework. Now I, I don't don't know about mum's attitude while he's doing the homework, but the fact that she's sitting there with him, that's enough, mm. and he does his homework. Well, there you go. So homework is not as bad as we think it is. It's yeah, a bonding hopefully. opportunity. We've, we've, we've come across that. So if you want your child to bond with you, 
No, sorry. If you want your children to bond with their parents, give them homework. <laughs> Lots of it. And if you want to be liked and adored by 99% of teachers, uh, of the parents of your kids in your class... Give them homework. Give them homework. And if you want if you want the director of the school that I own anywhere to like you, give homework. And if you're teaching my kid, I'm going to laugh at your homework. And if you ever tell... If you ever punish my kid for not having done... His homework. You're going to laugh at them too. I'm going to laugh at you because, <laughs> like, of course he didn't do his homework. You asked him to write 1 to 50 four times. Yeah, but you you are a cynical old hand teacher. Not not all parents are. Uh, uh, is it a time for a word from our sponsor today? Yes. Who's our sponsor, Steve? Our sponsor is um, A4 Paper. <laughs> yeah, the best way to get homework done is to hand out paper to students and ask them to fill it. <laughs> That's the worst way to get me to do homework. Give me a piece of paper and just stuff it in my bag. It's and the worst go, way to get where's, any... Where's your homework? And it's like, oh, there's a pile of paper here. <laughs> anyway, A4 paper is very useful in a number of different contexts too. Yes, just buy the, the higher gram ones that goes through the printer smoothly. It higher also way. eats up more rainforest, right? Uh, actually, no. Uh, as a generic rule... Paper mills plant more trees than they harvest. Oh, really? Because the rainforest stuff is expensive and costs a lot, but they can plant trees that grow fast. Mm. Okay, so well, there as you a, go. As a generic rule. So, I'm sure they're terrible for the environment. They, they clear the rainforest to plant those trees, and they dump a load of bleach into the thing that affects the cycle of the stuff. But uh, That was a very scientific explanation of the effects of... The paper tree, industry. Yeah, the paper industry. Right, waffle off. Careful waffle is proudly brought to you by the non-stop wafflers, Troy and Steve. For any questions, comments, complaints or queries, you can email tefalwaffle at gmail.com or visit www.tefalwaffle.com. <laughs>